I did like how the town was like a microcosm of the U.S., where you have like the 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 right wing people <laughs> saying the, like the hippies, are, you know, tore my sign down, and she, <laughs> I think even the wife was like in Antifa. <laughs> Welcome to Cast with No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 67. This episode, we try to hide our true selves as we review and discuss the most highly rated, according to Rotten Tomatoes, video game film adaptation, Werewolves Within. But first, don't forget to visit our uh, website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can find our entire episode library. Plus, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple and YouTube. Uh, please leave us a like or rate us or whatever you can do on those platforms. It helps out the show uh, find new audiences. But yeah, Werewolves Within. Yep. Top rated video game adaptation of all time. Do you know anything about the video game? Nothing. Me either. I had to look it up I because I've never heard of it. I thought it was maybe like a obscure NES, uh-huh. Super Nintendo kind of game. But a apparently, not apparently, it is, uh, in 1996, a VR game uh, came out for Microsoft Windows and PlayStation 4 called Werewolves Within. And it's kind of based off of tabletop games like, uh, well, Werewolf, where you try and discover who the werewolf is. So right. it's kind of like, not dinner theater, but you kind of sit around a group of people. But the, v- the game, the VR game, the same kind of thing. You sit around like a campfire or something and you can uh, speak with people around the world you, because it's actual people that you're playing with and you try to deduce because they um, get shown who they are and one person knows they're the werewolf. So they're trying to hide it from everybody hide it there. else. So you kind of have to pick up on um, verbal cues or uh, reactions to what uh, other characters are doing. And there's some, I guess, some things that you could do. You could whisper to another player and you could see that happening in VR um, if you wanted to whisper to another player. But um, I've never played it. I haven't either. So It's like Clue or something, huh? A little kind bit, of. yeah. It's just kind of like a whodunit, I, I'm yeah. I'm assuming. so. I saw that it was Ubisoft, too, in the opening credits. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed fans out there. Yes. and uh, But, yeah. Yeah. Um, they announced the adaptation in October 2018, and uh, they created a movie. I think it came out in uh, 2021 uh, during the pandemic. So it was probably, I mean, I had never heard of it. Uh, I, I had a couple friends who had already seen it. And um, yeah, so because we were trying to decide what to talk about at the PopCon Indie, and we were kind of throwing it up in the air between this and. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, yeah. And we chose Oppenheimer because somebody aerated your lawn and killed your internet. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I wasn't able to see it. So uh, More people have seen Oppenheimer anyway than, yeah. than this movie. Yep. So, uh, well. Um, First impressions, what'd you think? I thought it was fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's mainly lighthearted, but it kind of, uh, uses some of the comedic, uh, slash horror elements that Edgar Wright's pretty well known yeah. for. Like there's, uh, they do a couple of, uh, either jump scares or something like that, but usually to a comedic 
end mm-hmm. um similar to like Shaun of the dead or hot fuzz or something like that yeah that's what it, that's what i thought of a lot of the jump cuts and everything mm-hmm. and the i don't want to say overacting but over uh dramatization of the given circumstance yeah they reminded me of Edgar Wright a lot yeah really jumping out of jumping to conclusions and then also just yeah, overreacting the situation. Characters just acting batshit for the sake of yeah. acting batshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, before we get in, I mean, would you recommend it? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. If you I, like, I like, I haven't watched a, a ton of video game adaptation movies. Mm-hmm. Um, would I say it's the best one? I I couldn't say that like with any confidence, but it, it's a decent movie. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and I mean it's a fun movie. You wouldn't know it was a video based on a video game. No, uh, it's very loose. I mean the the premise of the film is uh, these people are kind of snowed in into this town, and uh, shit starts going nuts, and they try and figure out who's behind it. Yep, more or much. less. Um, but uh, well, let's get into. I mean, I recommend it too. I mean, it's a it's a fun it's movie. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Give it a watch. Yep. Especially if you like kind of comedy horror or whatever. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, let's get into it. It was uh, directed by Josh Rubin. Don't know what else he did. Um, no, I don't either. Uh, but it stars Sam Richardson. <laughs> You're never going to know what else he did because... He's in Hocus Pocus 2 that we reviewed not that long oh, ago. Oh, Sam Richardson? Yeah. yeah. I remember liking him in Hocus Pocus yeah. 2. Uh, I think he was one of the better parts. It also has uh, Melina Vine, Vintrub. Vintrub? Mm-hmm. AT&T girl, yep. not Flo, AT&T girl. Yeah, not the progressive yes. lady. Um, and then also some has Harvey Guyan, Guyan? Guy, I don't know. He's in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He plays right. uh, Gizmo, uh, Guillermo. Um, There's two Orange is the New Black alums too, I noticed. Oh. I used I, to watch that show. And I did not notice that. Yep. Um, Michael Sherness. Michael Sherness and Catherine Curtin. Yep. Yep. So, but, uh, I they're, mean, they're both pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good actors. Um, I love George Basil who played Marcus, like the, the redneck guy. Yeah. The, <laughs> he uh, was the, the uh, oh yeah. The, uh, the, oh God, the, it's like the meth head or something yeah, the yeah, drunk yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Marcus and Gwen were like the couple that. Yeah. Always fought and everything. Always fought yeah, yep. and kind of rednecky. But yeah, I, uh, I think the only thing I wrote down for this movie was Mr. Rogers quote. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) Mr. Rogers. It's good because it just sets the tone for the entire thing. Yeah. And, um, just letting you know not to take it too seriously. Yeah. Um, but I thought, uh, I thought the acting was great. I thought Sam Richardson did great. His comedic timing is awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, he plays a, a nice, like, too nice for his own good. Yeah, too nice for his own good kind of guy. And um but yeah, I mean, great comedic timing. He's kind of like the he's not too wacky, he's the least wacky out of everybody. Um Which so he's he, kind of he like the straight man. Movie because yeah. everyone else is so batshit. Yeah, their spectrum of personality, it's just off the charts for each of the residents. Yeah, they're very I mean, yeah, it's very they're very much cartoon characters. Yeah, very much. Um but there's a lot of uh there's a lot of comedy mixed in with the, like just the situation and using dialogue. And I mean, there's a lot of talking over each other Yeah, in this, um, 
which if you watch with the subtitles, you can kind of catch things that you won't hear, but it's like even the background dialogue track yeah. is pretty funny. So I imagine there's probably quite a bit of ad lib. Yes. If there's a, there's a flaw in the movie, I, I, I do think they kind of leaned a little bit too much on that for the comedy, the comedic aspect, mm-hmm. like the ad libbing of the situation. You could tell, like, I'm sure in the script it was just, you know, somebody says something and yeah, then go. Like bur- murmurs. And, right. Yeah. Fill it in. Yeah. Indistinguishable dialogue in the exactly. background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Just do some ad libbing. Yep. Um, but I did but, like, I did like Sam Richardson's character. Was it Finn? Um, mm-hmm. cause you needed him to be like a guy you could kind of relate to or root for Yep. because everyone else was so absurdly over the top with the exception, exception of, uh, uh, 18 T chick, uh, Cecily Moore. Yeah. Those are the only two like straight latest characters in the whole movie for the most part. Everyone else was kind of just odd. Yeah. And just or, increasingly got odd throughout the entire yes. Uh, movie yeah I, I would say as far as things that I mean overall I thought it was fine it felt like something was missing I don't know if it was just I don't know it, it felt maybe like it, it well it ended kind of abruptly which I mean it is what it is but mm-hmm. I I couldn't put my finger on it like I felt like it was it needed something more either because there's not really I mean Sam really doesn't get a his character doesn't really get a uh, character arc. Um, Not really. And no. for the most part, um, it's just kind of like, here's something weird that happens. and To a nice person. Yeah, to a nice person, and let's see it play out in yeah. weird ways. Um, you know what I, th- I thought? That, you know, the, the whole, the, the centerpiece of the story is they're trying to build a gas line in between the town, and that's dividing the town. But I was like, well, there's no one else in the town, really. You, you you get like the ten the ten or twelve main characters, and then you don't really see people in the background, or mm-hmm. even when they go to the bar, there's no one like sitting like in a booth at the bar. Yeah. It's just those two, and even, everywhere they go, there's no town residents, mm-hmm. so it didn't feel even slightly fleshed out. Yeah, it just felt like it was just these twelve people living in this town, and it didn't make sense. Cause like, okay, so it's dividing the town what of twelve people. Mm-hmm. Like, if the state really wanted to build a gas pipeline or a corporation wanted to i'm sure they could handle a town of 12 people yeah they just shut it down and, <laughs> and just, go yeah um the only thing i could think of is maybe it was like in the off season of something maybe. wherever they were at but because they were all kind of staying in this bed and breakfast too which didn't make sense mm-hmm. like, don't you have your own yeah. houses yeah they all had their own houses but they all went to the bed and breakfast <laughs> because it required them to <laughs> right yeah um yeah just don't think too much this is just where they're all gonna you know yeah. congregate with each other mm-hmm. and start distrusting the distrusting each other mm-hmm. yeah it's uh yeah not a lot of people it felt yeah i don't know it just kind of felt like something was missing but not not so much to where i wasn't enjoying it no no I, um i think it was good, paced good really time. well it was yeah. shot i think pretty good um there's a couple of snow effects in there that i was just like that well that's not real yeah, yeah. um i think it was when finn wheeler uh sam richardson's character goes up to the cabin for the first time and you see the snow falling and i'm like hmm yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not real. real. I was like, it just kind of disappearing in the background once that. Yeah, like, and it wasn't collecting on his jacket, but that's that's nitpicky stuff. Or yeah, um, I do think that it's tough for these like like horror comedies are really tough because you have to lean more on the comedy or more on the horror. Mm-hmm. It's tough to strike that balance because there wasn't a lot of uh, ho- I would consider like scary horror moments. I wasn't really scared yeah. at all in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which maybe if they could have made it maybe a little terrifying kind of maybe would have added an extra element to the yeah. to the movie like you know uh drag me to hell mm-hmm. is a good example of yeah sam raimi tends to lean i feel like more in the horror yes with some comedic elements and yep. then edgar wright tends to kind of i th- i think in like Shaun of the dead i mean he leans more towards the comedy but he he follows the themes like so well and he's mm-hmm. like his scripts are so, so like meticulously written that um I don't know, I, I would probably put him a little bit more towards the comedy than the yeah, horror. I would too. But um but yeah, I think if it had a little bit more sus- suspense a little bit, just mm-hmm. because it kind of felt like it was like the characters doing things were just kind of flying off the rails. Yeah. And um really just yeah. Uh, not acting out of character, but it was just like, oh wow, everyone's nuts. But I mean, uh Cecilia AT and T girls, uh I think she had a line in there like, oh, yeah, everyone in this town is nuts. It's nuts, yeah. And, um, But no, I like the small things uh, like Guillermo. Uh, Guillermo. Um, that's not his name. <laughs> Harvey Guillen. <laughs> Harvey Guillen. Joaquim. Yeah, Joaquim. It's Joaquim. With an M. Joaquim. Yep. Uh, when he was talking to where he's like, oh, in Argentina, we kill the seventh born because they're a werewolf. And then uh, uh, 18, uh, Cic- Sicily. Cecilia 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 says uh, well god I hope you're not still doing that and then he just kind of brushes it off (laughs) and then once he finds out that she's the seventh born he like goes to kill her immediately yeah 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 (laughs) um, but it had like good quick little lines like that I think that kind of elevated it a little bit um, that they just kind of like brush over super quickly Um, yep as far as uh, mystery they do lay the like if you do pay attention to the dialogue, um, spoiler alert, uh, Cecily is the werewolf, mm-hmm. but they, I mean, they lay it in there at the beginning, um, and kind of plant those seeds to have it be, yep, have it kind of make sense for the most part. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Th- th- I think the, uh, the drawback of having the comedic style like that, where it's more ad lib reactionary, it's I, I I don't remember a ton of the jokey jokes. Mm-hmm. I, I I do remember laughing, yeah. but I just don't remember. Like there's not a there's not a setup and then a build and then like a punchline. Mm-hmm. It's just reactionary stuff. So it doesn't nothing really stands out. Where I'm like, oh, remember that part where yeah. they were saying this and this payoff happened. It's just like situational. Yeah. ad-libbing yeah there's no quotable lines yes, so yes. i mean there are funny lines in it but it's there's nothing that is highly constructed mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah you're right it, there is a lot of just reaction reacting comedy yeah um to where everyone's facial expressions or just their characters uh, going off the deep end over something yeah um i did like how the town was like a microcosm of the u.s where you yeah. have like the 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 right wing people <laughs> saying the, like the hippies you know tore my sign down and she the, I think even the wife was like in Antifa yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the you know the gay couple the elitist East Coast people that think they're better than everybody else and then uh, you know the the small business mom uh, bed and breakfast lady mm-hmm. with, with the husband who died Did he yeah. Die? Yep. yeah 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 he died yeah. And then the the corporate businessman trying to get the gas pump. I mean, mm-hmm. so it was not. I I saw what they were trying to do there. And then you have the nice guy, yeah, who plays like me or you, 
Yep. That's just thrown into this. Yeah, the outsider. Like, can we that all just kinda... like calm the fuck down for mm-hmm. a little bit and just yeah, like you said, be nice to each other. The I I would say I I liked it when they were kind of in the bed and breakfast when they went outside. Of course, I mean that makes sense. I mean if people were threatened or if they felt scared, they're like, no, screw this, I'm going home would be the first thing that any sane person would do. Funny enough, I mean, that's what most people do after the first night. Uh-huh. Is they're like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not staying here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back home. And, but I kind of wish they kind of kept it in the bed and breakfast and it, have it be like a 10 little Indians or some kind of like, who is it kind of a yeah. thing um, to where you could almost do a playoff the thing. Right, 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 right. In that kind of sense to add a little bit more, I guess, horror into it to offset the comedy or to even boost the comedy to yeah. a point to, um, of the absurdity to where everyone just slowly loses their minds yep. out of fear and everything else. Yep. I like the like the libertarian woodsman guy. It's like, just leave me alone. Don't mm-hmm. trespass on my lawn. Like, he was a good character. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was... It was I mean, I didn't, I didn't guess... That Cecilia was the werewolf. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be uh, Finn. <laughs> oh, did he? I thought it was going to be Finn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I can't remember. Like, I didn't know. I thought it was going either going to be uh, Parker, the guy, the businessman who oh, wanted yeah, to yeah. lay the pipeline. Um, and I kind of, I was like, else. Cecily's kind of quiet like I thought it was Finn for a little bit um, but he was just too like shocked even by himself Mm -hmm. of what the heck's going on because you like you follow his character more than anyone else yeah Um, and I was like well I hope it's not Finn because that'd be a cheap way to go about it that's true Um, especially since he's supposed to be the the audience uh, wasn't it weird how they reacted to like uh, just like dead bodies yeah like, oh, I ran across a dead body, and then it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Did we find the killer of my puppy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're just so involved in their own shit. They don't care, they about, don't care about anybody, anybody else. else. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think this was a quarantine movie as well. Yeah, I think the what the production... Yeah, it was like, like right... A month before. Yeah, right before, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't think they could do reshoots on yeah. this. Um, and maybe that's why the town was so sparse. They couldn't hire extra yeah. extras because of COVID restrictions. Yeah, yeah that maybe. could have been it too. I don't so. know. That's the excuse that I would give if I were them. Yeah. It's like I couldn't hire anybody. Yeah. Fucking COVID, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, like uh, back to the video game adaptation. I, I mean, would you consider, like just because it's called Where Was Within and it's, loose like very loosely related to i'm sure the game play and all that like i yeah. feel like it's just a good excuse to make like a whodunit movie yeah with the horror yeah horror i mean element they could have named this anything else right and no one would have no been the wiser um and hell people i mean just seeing the movie that they still have no clue other than ubisoft uh ubisoft they have no clue um that this would come from a video game movie mm-hmm. so um I guess technically, but, but well, I think the reason why it's high, higher rated, which I don't, I don't know if I touched on this in Uncharted or not. Um, I probably did because I say the same shit over and over. Um, you have original thoughts. I do. <laughs> the, um, and I stick to them, damn it. <laughs> uh, 
but and I think why this movie was well rated is because not a lot of people probably played the game probably and if they did play the game they could watch this and still probably enjoy it um because and but one thing I'd be interested in is like so they came out with uh Dungeons and Dragons uh mm. something thieves honor among things uh, honor yeah and there is some some friends that I know that do play Dungeons and Dragons they enjoyed it because they have some of that aspect of gameplay in the movie meaning people just making stupid decisions for the sake of making stupid decisions and then dungeon master getting pissed off. So you have some characters in the movie just like doing kind of weird stuff, which I wonder if they kind of pulled from that experience. Cause since I'd never played the game, I don't know if you, depending on your group of people, if players just start acting like really weird, trying not to make it seem like it's them or like All it's right. someone else or, and starting playing the blame game to where I wonder if that was some of the, um, reason why these characters just started acting batshit out of nowhere gotcha was uh because people who played the game tend to do that gotcha. to try and throw people off and it gotcha and i imagine in the game it'd probably get pretty humorous and stuff like yeah. that. so um but yeah as far as video game adaptation i i i wouldn't know how to judge it since i haven't played maybe the that's game. why it is so highly rated yeah because people weren't comparing it to the game that they love so much yeah and um, yeah, because you wouldn't know. Um, and I, I would think most people who probably saw this weren't devout followers of the game, probably unlike not. like Uncharted or Assassin's Creed right. or anything like that, yeah. um, because those movies are tougher, like especially movies or TV shows with massive followings. You it, it, I, it would be harder to do an adaptation because so many players have played the game. Yeah. And same reason as adapting a book to a film it, it's a different medium so you can do different things that's why a lot of people well i like the book better because you read the book first you're pretty much in you're experiencing it with the character more so than what you would in a movie and for the most part and you can hear the character's thoughts mm -hmm. which brings you closer to the character and i think that's kind of why uh People tend to like the books more than the movies. Obviously, there's more detail. You can do more things. But in the sake of video games, I think the hardest thing is that when people play video games, it's a first-person experience. And you kind of... It, it's another form of escapism, but it's more uh, of an involved form of escapism to where movies are more passive. Video games, you actually have an effect on the outcome. Yep. And you kind of feel the stress or you feel the tension as you play the game, whatever that game may be. And then when you go to watch the movie, you're not going to feel the exact same thing for the most part. And mm -hmm. I think that's why video game adaptations typically fall flat, fall flat or quote unquote fail in the eyes of fans. Um, and because they're, I mean, that's who they're targeting it or fans of those games to come see that kind of movie. Um, but if they're on a, I mean, it's, it'd be very, very hard to deliver that immersive value that you get from a video game and transport it to a movie. Yeah, but I agree. So I think the reason why, yeah, the reason why I think a lot of people probably just aren't unaware that this is a video game. Video movie game, yeah. And they've watched like the me. movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when you asked, they're like, oh, we should talk about this. I, I've never heard of it. Yeah, me either. And, but. Yeah. I mean, it's a good find. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a nice surprise. Yeah, it's shot like a movie. It it feels like a movie. Uh-huh. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like a Netflix movie. No. Um. That that just I mean everyone's like they called Tyrone was awesome but yeah uh, or they cloned Tyrone was awesome but I w- I just watched uh, uh, Heart of Stone the Gal Gal Gadot uh-huh. uh, movie and that just felt like Red Notice Part Two like oh, everything was yeah. cliche it, yeah. it felt like they just took pieces of scripts yep and like oh this is what a character would say and it was just very cliche dialogue. Um, and it was just lazy. Yeah. Like Red Notice felt like a movie where uh, the actors just had an excuse mm-hmm. to just work just, yeah. and hang out with each other. Stand and, in front of a green screen. And, and then a movie just kind of farted its way out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of Netflix movies feel like. But no, this this feels like a yeah a real movie. Like people actually, I mean, the lighting's great in it. Um and that's the thing, like at the, at the beginning you have like, it's fairly brightly lit because it's daylight and everything else. But as the movie progresses, the, the, like the, the lighting and everything is a horror style mm-hmm. uh, lighting. Um, but it, I mean, it, it looks great. It's shot I thought well. The, I thought the bed and breakfast looked great. Mm-hmm. There's a big, huge, creepy looking building. I I like the, I thought the, were, I mean, I know this budget wasn't very big, but in, in terms of the werewolf transformation, I thought it was pretty decent for... yeah. I mean, the budget wasn't very big, Mm-mm. but it was still still pretty good. And I know if you want to see werewolves, I mean, you'll see one for about two minutes, and that's about it. Yeah. So if you're a big werewolf fan, you won't see a lot of them in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, you won't. But you'll um, see it in the end. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else? On no. This? I mean, I, re- I if you got a Hulu account, yeah. watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not that long of a movie. It's not a three-hour l- runtime. No. So, uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's funny. Goofy characters. I recommend it. Yeah, I do too. It's a good time. So, all right. Well, join us next time. Yes. As we come to grips with our lack of relevance, as we review and discuss Wes Anderson's 2004 film, The Life Aquatic. With Steve Zissou. How many people do you think have seen this? <laughs> what, this movie? This movie. Life Aquatic. Oh, quite a bit. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like, what kind of people? Like, people, like. Uh, just people in general. I think people our age, probably quite a bit. Okay. Not the majority. Right. But I think anyone who is into movies in the mid to early 2000s has seen it. Has seen it. Obviously, anyone who likes Wes Anderson has seen it. But right. this was. I feel like this was, um, it was like this and the Royal Tannenbaums. Um, this is when he was still, they were still releasing it in theaters. They, they released all of his movies in theaters, but um, th- I remember this being billed as a, just a comedy with Bill Murray. Yeah. And like that was the main draw. So yeah. I imagine a lot of people probably Saw have it. seen this. Yeah. Um, and obviously Wes Anderson's films, I, I, I don't know, but I think quite a, quite a few people okay um at least 10 hopefully yeah the tens of listeners that we have (laughs) they've seen it (laughs) you better yeah (laughs) you got homework so uh yeah you can rent it on uh amazon if you don't own it or if you'd like to see the criterion blu-ray version do you have that one 
Yes, I do. Ooh. Slide into my DMs and maybe I'll let you borrow. Ooh. Depending on where you are and what your house looks like. Mm. Because you don't want like fingerprints and no fingerprints, like no toddlers. dog dog chewing or toddlers drawing on it. And yeah. No. Absolutely not. That's all. It's everyone that listens. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can rent it on Amazon. It's like three bucks. Uh, if you want to watch it and you haven't seen it uh, before we talk about it next week. So, till next time, Jay. Till next time, Matt.